Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading App. Today is Sunday, June 25th, and we are here in the Bible Reading Plan in the book of Jeremiah. If you remember from yesterday's reading, Jeremiah has been locked in the courtyard of the guard of the palace. King Zedekiah has locked him there, and so the word of the Lord is coming to him from that courtyard. And while he is locked up, the Lord is showing him what will happen next. So here we go. We're going to read from the New International Version, starting in chapter 33. While Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard, the word of the Lord came to him a second time. This is what the Lord says, He who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is his name. Call to me, and I will answer you, and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says about the houses in this city and the royal palaces of Judah, that have been torn down to be used against the siege ramps and the sword in the fight with the Babylonians. They will be filled with the dead bodies of the people I will slay in my anger and wrath. I will hide my face from this city because of all its wickedness. Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. I will bring Judah and Israel back from captivity and will rebuild them as they were before. I will cleanse them from all the sin they have committed against me and will forgive all their sins of rebellion against me. Then this city will bring me renown, joy, praise, and honor before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things I do for it. And they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for it. This is what the Lord says. You say about this place, it is a desolate waste without people or animals. Yet in the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem that are deserted, inhabited by neither people nor animals, there will be heard once more the sounds of joy and gladness, the voices of bride and bridegroom, and the voices of those who bring thank offerings to the house of the Lord, saying, Give thanks to the Lord Almighty, for the Lord is good, His love endures forever. For I will restore the fortunes of the land as they were before, says the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty says. In this place, desolate and without people or animals, in all its towns there will again be pastures for shepherds to rest their flocks. In the towns of the hill country of the western foothills of the Negev, in the territory of Benjamin, in the villages around Jerusalem, and in the towns of Judah, Flocks will again pass under the hand of the one who counts them, says the Lord. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called, the Lord, our righteous Savior. For this is what the Lord says, David will never fail to have a man to sit on the throne of Israel. 
nor will the Levitical priests ever fail to have a man to stand before me continually to offer burnt offerings, to burn grain offerings, and to present sacrifices. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord says, If you can break my covenant with the day and my covenant with the night, so that day and night no longer come at their appointed time, then my covenant with David, my servant, and my covenant with the Levites, who are priests ministering before me, can be broken, and David will no longer have a descendant to reign on his throne. I will make the descendants of David my servant, and the Levites who minister before me as countless as the stars in the sky, and as measureless as the sand on the seashore. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Have you not noticed that these people are saying, The Lord has rejected the two kingdoms he chose. So they despise my people and no longer regard them as a nation. This is what the Lord says. If I have not made my covenant with day and night and established the laws of heaven and earth, then I will reject the descendants of Jacob and David, my servant, and will not choose one of his sons to rule over the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For I will restore their fortunes and have compassion on them. Jeremiah chapter 34 While Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, in all his army, in all the kingdoms and peoples in the empire he ruled, were fighting against Jerusalem and all its surrounding towns, this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, Go to Zedekiah, king of Judah, and tell him. This is what the Lord says, I am about to give this city into the hands of the king of Babylon, and he will burn it down. You will not escape from his grasp, but will surely be captured and given into his hands. You will see the king of Babylon with your own eyes, and he will speak with you face to face, and you will go to Babylon. Yet hear the Lord's promise to you, Zedekiah, king of Judah. This is what the Lord says concerning you. You will not die by the sword. You will die peacefully. As people made a funeral fire in honor of your predecessors, the kings who ruled before you, so they will make a fire in your honor and lament. Alas, master, I myself make this promise, declares the Lord. Then Jeremiah the prophet told all this to Zedekiah king of Judah in Jerusalem, while the army of the king of Babylon was fighting against Jerusalem and the other cities of Judah that were still holding out, Lachish and Azekah. These were the only fortified cities left in Judah. The word came to Jeremiah from the Lord after King Zedekiah had made a covenant with all the people in Jerusalem to proclaim freedom for the slaves. Everyone was to free their Hebrew slaves, both male and female. No one was to hold a fellow Hebrew in bondage. So all the officials and people who entered into the covenant agreed that they would free their male and female slaves and no longer hold them in bondage. They agreed and set them free. But afterward, they changed their minds and took back the slaves they had freed and enslaved them again. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, I made a covenant with your ancestors when I brought them out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I said, Every seventh year, each of you must free any fellow Hebrews who have sold themselves to you. 
After they have served you six years, you must let them go free. Your ancestors, however, did not listen to me or pay attention to me. Recently, you repented and did what is right in my sight. Each of you proclaimed freedom to your own people. You even made a covenant before me in the house that bears my name. But now you have turned around and profaned my name. Each of you has taken back the male and female slaves you had set free to go where they wished. You have forced them to become your slaves again. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. You have not obeyed me. You have not proclaimed freedom to your own people. So, I now proclaim freedom for you, declares the Lord. Freedom to fall by the sword, plague, and famine. I will make you abhorrent to all the kingdoms of the earth. Those who have violated my covenant and have not fulfilled the terms of the covenant they made before me, I will treat like the calf they cut in two and then walk between its pieces. The leaders of Judah in Jerusalem, the court officials, the priests, and all the people of the land who walk between the pieces of the calf, I will deliver into the hands of their enemies who want to kill them. Their dead bodies will become food for the birds and the wild animals. I will deliver Zedekiah, king of Judah, and his officials into the hands of their enemies who want to kill them. To the army of the king of Babylon, which has withdrawn from you, I am going to give the order, declares the Lord, and I will bring them back to this city. They will fight against it, take it, and burn it down. And I will lay waste the towns of Judah so no one can live there. Jeremiah chapter 35. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord during the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah. Go to the Rechabite family and invite them to come to one of the side rooms of the house of the Lord and give them wine to drink. So I went to get Jeazaniah, son of Jeremiah, the son of Habazaniah, and his brothers and all his sons, the whole family of the Rechabites. I brought them into the house of the Lord, into the room of the sons of Hanan, son of Igdaliah, the man of God. It was next to the room of the officials, which was over that of Maaseiah, son of Shalom, the doorkeeper. Then I set bowls full of wine in some cups before the Rechabites and said to them, Drink some wine. But they replied, We do not drink wine, because our forefather Jehanadab, son of Rechab, gave us this command, Neither you nor your descendants must ever drink wine. Also, you must never build houses, sow seed, or plant vineyards. You must never have any of these things, but must always live in tents. Then you will live a long time in the land where you are nomads. We have obeyed everything our forefather Jehanadab, son of Rechab, commanded us. Neither we, nor our wives, nor our sons and daughters have ever drunk wine, or built houses to live in, or had vineyards, fields, or crops. We have lived in tents and have fully obeyed everything our forefather Jehanadab commanded us. But when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, invaded this land, we said, Come, we must go to Jerusalem to escape the Babylonian and Aramean armies. So we have remained in Jerusalem. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. 
Go and tell the people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, Will you not learn a lesson and obey my words, declares the Lord? Jehanadab, son of Rechab, ordered his descendants not to drink wine, and this command has been kept. To this day, they do not drink wine, because they obey their forefathers' command. But I have spoken to you again and again, yet you have not obeyed me. Again and again, I sent all my servants, the prophets, to you. They said, Each of you must turn from your wicked ways and reform your actions. Do not follow other gods to serve them. Then you will live in the land I have given to you and your ancestors. But you have not paid attention or listened to me. The descendants of Jehanadab, son of Rechab, have carried out the command their forefather gave them, but these people have not obeyed me. Therefore, this is what the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Listen, I am going to bring on Judah and on everyone living in Jerusalem every disaster I pronounced against them. I spoke to them, but they did not listen. I called to them, but they did not answer. Then Jeremiah said to the family of the Rechabites, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. You have obeyed the command of your forefather Jehanadab, and have followed all his instructions, and have done everything he ordered. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Jehanadab, son of Rechab, will never fail to have a descendant to serve me. This concludes the reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So quite a few times in our readings in the book of Jeremiah, we have heard him say that the people keep saying there'll never be animals to live in the land again. Yet God is coming around and telling them this land will thrive again. Animals will live in it and shepherds will have flocks and herds. All the people see is destruction and wasteland, but God sees promise. Why? Because God always sees promise. He knows what is going to be for these people. He knows they will be in captivity in Babylon, but he also knows that he won't allow the land to remain desolate and wasted. Why? Because it's his land, and he cares for his people. So while they have to pay for the things that they have done, they have to allow time to recover and heal and for the land to be remade, God won't allow it to continue to be a wasteland. He desires there to be growth and health and life. So while everybody else sees a place where nothing can thrive and no one can live, God sees the potential of what can be. But he's always looking for someone who will be willing to do whatever it takes to be set apart and to be his people. So God sends Jeremiah to the Rechabite people. The Rechabites have continued to do what their forefathers told them and have not allowed themselves to drink any wine. They have abstained from the land the way everybody else has lived in it all because their forefathers instructed them that this was the way to honor God. So they did it, even when none of the other Israelites were doing the same thing. So what does this mean for us? God desires us to thrive and to be in a land that thrives. While it may seem like there are things around us that don't make sense, 
and it might even seem like things are falling apart and maybe even resemble a desolate wasteland where life cannot thrive. God will restore all things back to how he designed them. In fact, he is continually bringing things back to what the garden was meant to be. And in the middle of it, he is looking for a people who will say, I won't be like everyone else. I will do the things my forefathers instructed me in how I can follow the Lord. Even if I'm the only one who abstains from those things, I will still not do them because I'm honoring God the way that was laid out for me by my forefathers. You see, if we will set ourselves apart and just do the right thing, even if nobody else is doing it, God will restore life and wholeness to us because his plan is that this would be a land that thrives. Now, when I say that, I'm not talking about the United States or Illinois or even our towns that we live in. I'm talking about all of creation. God wants all of creation to thrive, and he wants a people who will help it thrive. So he's looking for a people who will set themselves apart to be who God designed them to be. So may you be that people today. May you set yourself apart, and even if everybody else is doing it, continue to say, I will do whatever it is that my forefathers have instructed in order to honor God. Follow the ways of the Bible. Listen to what the heroes of faith did and said that are written in the scriptures. And even if no one else is doing it, follow them anyway. And as you do that, God will set you up to be a beautiful city, thriving in his name. That's all the time we have for today. I love you and God bless. Thank you.